Vineyard was my church home for several years and it still feels like home. So it feels so special to get to be here today with you as like a little family reunion. <laughs> um, and so uh, we would like to start off if you would like to, if you're able to stand uh, with us. Um, we just like to start off our services with just welcoming um, the spirit of God to come and work and move and have his way um, in our time together. Um, and feel free to just open your hands in a posture of a receiving, and I'm just going to pray for us as we begin. And so, Lord, yes, Holy Spirit, come. Um, we welcome you here. Um, we thank you for your presence with us. And we just ask that you would come and have your way, that you would be glorified. Um, so, yeah, Lord, will you come and do what you need to do in our hearts? Um, Spirit, will you come um, and work and move in us today? And we pray this in your name.
Awaken my soul.
last song that we're going to worship together is called My Foundation. And I think it's one of the first songs I remember singing when I started coming to missions anyway. But what, one of the things I think is so beautiful about what we're celebrating today um, is we're celebrating like dreams that God, kingdom dreams that God has put in our hearts and things that we have seen come to fruition. And at the same time, we're holding the kingdom dreams we still have, the things we are longing to see God do and work in our lives, in our community, in our world, in this city. Um, and this song is about holding those dreams before the Lord.
So, Lord, yeah, we just thank you. Um, we thank you, Lord, um, that you give us the ability to be people that can dream. Um, that in a world where we experience despair and grief and loss and injustice, um, that because of your kingdom, we can dream and hope for something more. Um, and to know that you are with us, um, working and moving and bringing about, uh, bringing about your kingdom here. Um, and so, yeah, Lord, we thank you for the dreams that you've given Mission Vineyard, um, the things that we have seen to come to fruition and the things that we're waiting on. Um, and, Lord, will you help us to continue to have the faith to wait on you um, and to the faith to dream the dreams that you ask us to dream um, for our community and for your kingdom. And so we pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Good morning. Mission Vineyard welcomes you today to be part of this celebration, our 10-year anniversary. It's my honor to bring us to that place where we share in the communion, the Lord's Holy Supper. And I want to begin... This is from 1 Peter chapter 2, 22 through 25. He never sinned. He never told a lie. People insulted him, but he did not insult them back. He suffered, but he did not threaten anyone. No, he let God take care of him. God is the one who judges rightly. Christ carried our sins in his body on the cross. He did this so that we would stop living for sin and live for what is right. By his wounds, we were healed. You were like sheep that went the wrong way. But now you've come back to the shepherd and the protector of your lives. Can we think about what's happened here? What God in his passionate love for us provided so that we could have a way back to him from our fallen state. We remember 
these things that Jesus endured for us. And so when we take the bread and drink the wine together, it's just not a ritual. It's a relational thing we have with God. We celebrate what Jesus did for us. Paul liked to speak to the churches. And in Corinth, he was speaking in chapter 11, 23 through 26. And he's, he's speaking from something that he learned from Christ himself. Just as we can do. Just as we can speak to the things that we're learning from Jesus ourselves every day. Paul said, the teaching I give you is the same that I received from the Lord. On the night when the Lord Jesus was handed over to be killed, he took bread and gave thanks for it. And then he divided the bread and said, this is my body that is for you. Eat this to remember me. And in the same way, after they ate, Jesus took the cup of wine. He said, this cup represents the new agreement from God, which begins with my blood sacrifice. When you drink this, do it and remember to remember me. This means that every time you eat this bread and you drink this cup, you're telling others about the Lord's death until he comes again. Communion is open to all who believe in Jesus at our church. So I invite you now to take the bread. And take it with me. Thank you, Lord, for loving us so deeply and so wonderfully. Amen. Good morning, Mission Vineyard. My name is Kate, and I am so honored to be able to welcome each and every one of you um, to our church family this morning. We have a lot of visitors, um, maybe from out of town or new faces here. So I just hope that you um, felt a warm welcome when you came into this building. And um, with that, if you are a new visitor or a new face to us, whether in person or online, um, you should have received here, if you're here, a bag, um, a Mission Vineyard welcome bag. And in it, there's all kinds of goodies or swag um, that you can enjoy. But um, one of the most important things that's in this bag is something we call a mana bag. And in there, it's a Ziploc bag, and there's some practical items, and that's for you to be able to give to someone that you might encounter in need throughout the week. So there's practical things in there to meet their needs um, as a way to bless them in the name of Jesus. So I hope that if you didn't get one today, you will grab one on your way out. Um, there's also a Connect card for you to fill out where you can give us your name, a little bit of information about you, your email address. We would love to keep you updated on the life of the church and what's happening. And so if you do provide your email address, we can add you to our weekly list um, where you can stay informed and up to date on everything that's going on. 
And also, I just wanted to point out that um, our small groups are still meeting. There are some that are taking off the month of July, um, just for a little break. But I would encourage each and every one of you to visit one of those groups, um, to check them out online, and find one um, that you would like to plug into. That's really where the life of our church is also happening throughout the week, um, not just on Sundays. So please do go check those, those out. If you have any questions, you can always reach out to us. Um, for those small groups. Um, and then also, today we are celebrating um, 10 years. It's amazing. <laughs> so, yay. So thank you for being here with us. Um, we do have a lunch that's happening after service today. So immediately after church lets out, um, whether you've RSVP'd or not, um, we, we have uh, plenty of food. So we hope that if you're here, um, that you would be welcome to join us. It's at the Harmony Hills Cabana Club. There's an indoor facility we'll, where we'll be eating. And then there's going to be some fun outdoors for kids and adult kids as well. <laughs> so please join us. We would love to just continue the celebration with you after church today. Um, if you have questions, you can find one of the staff people in the back and they'll, they'll let you know. But I think the address is on there. It's on Fantasia and we would love to welcome you there. Um, and then lastly, um, giving. We hope that um, out of an outpouring of your love for Jesus that you um, would consider giving to, to our church as a form of worship. And um, so with that, you can give online. There are baskets in the back where you can give as well. And so I'm also going to pray um, for those tithes and offerings that are happening as a part of worship, and then I'll pray for our service. So Jesus, we thank you um, for just the spirit of celebration and joy that you've given us and planted in our hearts, Lord. And out of a spirit, spirit of generosity and a spirit of worshiping you, um, I pray blessing um, upon blessing over all the gifts that are being given, whether online um, or in person, Lord. Would you multiply those for your kingdom glory? Bless our service today and be with us. Um, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Kate. I'd like to invite Carol Galladay and Victor So to come up here, please, and join me. And I would like to invite the whole Aureli family John and Arlita and Elias and Gabri. Yeah, if y'all would stand over here. So uh, this afternoon, we're going to take a little time during the uh, dinner, during the luncheon, to say more things than we're going to say now. And we have another presentation we're going to make there. But... Um, I'm going to uh, ask our new assistant, Pastor Carol, to say a few things she would like to say. Well, thank you guys for coming and celebrating with us today. Um, John and Arlita, you make me cry. <laughs> it's, supposed it's supposed to be you guys crying, not me. <laughs> um, I just want to say thank you for your service, your dedication to this church. Um, it really, for our family, has meant so much. Um, and just hearing the worship song that Taylor picked today of planting seeds and watering it, like, I know the vision that God gave you to plant a church here on Broadway. And um, as I look around the room, like, there's so many faces that have either been here in the beginning or are here now. And just how you've watered those seeds and how you have um, taught us just to love Jesus and to welcome him into all of life. I just really appreciate it. And for Gabrielle and Elias, 
thank you guys so much for just participating with mom and dad, um, for coming to church early, for waking up early on Sunday mornings, <laughs> um, and having stuff at your house all the time. I just, we really appreciate you guys. Um, so thank you. And I've been here five years. I retired about three or four weeks ago. <laughs> and I've had more to do since then than ever before. But it's been so much fun. Uh, we sent John and Alita, Gabri and Elias, who was very, very small at the time, from the Sugarland Vineyard. Um, also, uh, another church sponsoring that sending was River City Vineyard in New Braunfels. And we sent them here in 2011 to plant this church. And it's just been wonderful seeing what the Lord has done and then getting to participate the last five years. And I'm going to say more about them later, but these are just the best people there are right here. Don't you agree? Yeah. Amen. And, and let me say... Where, oh yeah, Jan, where's the basket? Okay, there is a basket in case you brought a card or you'd write, like to write a note for the Arellis. And um, be sure and do that. Please join us this afternoon. And now Victor So, who's representing the board, uh, is going to make a presentation to the Arelli family. I don't like talking in public and yet I keep finding myself up here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll keep it personal for a moment. Uh, it was about two years before we even had the thought to move to San Antonio, uh, let alone join any particular church. And John, you ministered to me. Closer. Oh, okay. <clears throat> you ministered to me. You talked to me about um, God's heart for the city and what is happening in this church, and you listened to me. And two years later, God had definitely set the road for us to be partners in this church um, because of what he is doing in and through you guys, the Aurelis. Um, so just thank you so much for the personal ways that you extended your love um, to each and every person in this congregation uh, and to me. So this is a, just moving on, this is a gift that is inspired by the tactical team and approved by the board. And it's, <laughs> in some ways, I like to do things in secret, but we're a nonprofit, so I kind of have to tell you what this is, right? What's inside the card. There are more words that, that I wrote that um, represent me. I believe they also represent the church. Yeah, um, yeah so there, there's that, and there's $1,000 in here. And our hope for this $1,000 is not to be a measure of anything, but really a token of gratitude that hopefully in July or any other time that you're taking off that you can make memories as a family. We just thank you so much for all the ways that you poured out to us. This is the way that God wants to pour back out to you. No, you can sit down. It's okay. Unless you really want to hang out up here. Do you want to? Is that what's going on? They can sit down. You can sit down. It's okay. You want to hang out? All right. 
Cool. Um, hi, my name is John Arelli. I'm one of the pastors here, and it's an honor to, to have you here at Mission Vineyard. Our, our mission is to welcome Jesus into all of life. And as long as mom's up here, the kids want to be here. You know how that goes. Uh, we have this privilege of joining in, in God's mission as a church community. Uh, oftentimes, there, there's a dynamic that goes on where there are senior leaders that, that kind of push things forward, but it's the church community that creates the DNA for what it means for people to receive the love of Jesus. It's the church community that expresses that love in a certain way where others are welcomed into it. So at first, our mission statement was to invite our community to welcome Jesus into all of life. And at the end of the day, if we're welcoming Jesus into all of life, our community will be welcomed in. So um, with that, uh, Jan and Carol, would you come back up here? And spouses, um, Michael, Jeff, come on up. I get to hang out with, the, with Jan and Carol more than I get to with, with Jeff and Michael just because of their work schedules and stuff. But um, there's a situation, we're going through a series right now called Through the Wilderness. It's a, it's a journey through Exodus. And we're watching Moses go through some difficult things. And one thing that happened was that God said, Moses, you need to go to war with this land. I wish I could have saved them. I wish they would have left. You just got to go to war. It's confusing. We take an intention. And God says, Moses, as long as your hands are up, then you're going to win. So Moses, what? He gets tired. Have you, have you ever tried to hold your hands up like this? Going into God's mission doesn't mean we don't get tired. It doesn't mean that we don't lose strength. But the beautiful thing of doing this, being about our mission as a church, is that we do it as community. So there were parts of what Moses went through where he had people alongside him. It was Two guys that just held up his arms, and as long as they did. <laughs> We're going to talk more today about the mission of God and how when we engage the mission of God, we are filled with God's love, but it is still very difficult. When we engage, we still engage wars. These two couples have held up our arms. In prayer and in accountability and sometimes emotionally punching me in the neck when I went off course. They have made sure that the DNA of our church is welcoming Jesus into all of life. And that the love of Jesus would form every decision we make no matter what battle's going on on the ground. So Siemens and Galdes, thank you. Thank you for holding up the arms of this church as we engage in mission. Would you clap for them? And there is not $1,000 in each one of these envelopes. I'm sorry. I, that's not, I don't have the authority to do that. I'm sorry. Or lead anything else? No. Great. <laughs> Would you all have a seat? Thank you all. Uh, I'm wondering, I think we're going to get to honor our national coordinator will be here this afternoon and our area leader. Are they here? Bubba's here. Bubba, you're here. Uh, I want to make sure that we're recognizing Bubba Justice and wife Melody. Melody, I don't know you, I, but I love who you are because he's alive, and I know that that takes a lot. Uh, and uh, Bubba served as our national coordinator for lots of years. He's been a church planter and sent out church plants, and, uh, and now he gets to oversee missions as well. Lots of things going on in the vineyard. Uh, Bubba, thanks for your service. Thank you all, Justice family. 
uh, and we get to honor some other people later. Uh, there were a couple of messages from leaders in the vineyard that couldn't be here, and so I'm going to play those now. I don't know who's going first, but there's two. Have your patience for them. They had to say hi. Sorry. Happy anniversary, Mission Vineyard. My name's Jim Morris. Friends call me Jimmy John. I'm here at Mountain Vineyard just south of Seattle, Washington, and I want to say well done. Well done, whole church. Now, I can tell you that I love John and Arlita, and the truth is, I do. I can tell you that I love Herschel and Lucy Rosser, and the truth is, I do. But I also know, as someone who's been involved with the church for a while, that it takes a whole team. It takes a whole tribe. It takes the whole church to get to where you are. So, whole church, Mission Vineyard, well done. Congratulations. I'm so happy for you. May you have 10 more years and 10 more years after that. And may you be a people as you're praying, Lord, let your kingdom come and your will be done. May you see that. May you see evidence of his kingdom. Congratulations. Hey, folks. Phil Stroud here. Mission Vineyard. John and our leader. The Rossers. All you folks. Uh, happy anniversary. 10 years. You started out with a, a thought. You started out with a dream, a nudge from the Lord. And uh, I'm sure you didn't know everything that was going to happen. And I'm sure you don't know everything that's going to happen over the next 10 years. But what we can do is stop and say, wow, thank you, God, uh, for these 10 years. You guys are amazing. Salt of the earth. Kindness. You're serious. You have a lot of fun. Every once in a while, you stop in in Maine. That's good. Uh, but we're just we're happy for you guys. Jan and I send our love, our congratulations to Mission Vineyard, and that as you live and are the presence of of, of God there, uh, serving the people, the footprint that you have uh, is an amazing thing. A local church, it's hard to measure. You can't be with nickels and noses, and you know that it, it's hard to measure the impact of a church over a long period of time in a community because that impact goes on and on and on. So anyways, love you guys dearly. We're proud of you. We're thankful for you. And uh, on behalf of Vineyard uh, Churches and your brothers and sisters all over the country, congratulations, happy birthday, and may the next 10, 20, 30, 40 be uh, all, all that God wants them to be for you guys. God bless. So, uh, especially for those of you who are visiting today, how weird that you're just like at a party that you've never been to before. I remember going and visiting churches with my father-in-law when he had moved to San Antonio, and uh, we, we called this one church the Happy Clappy Church because it was like they had just built their building or something. It was like the bank owner, and it, like it was like one after the other. The whole service was just yay, and and now let's thank the realtor who found the property. Yay! And it just became super awkward. So I'm I apologize for how weird today is. Uh, I do want to continue and engage and just celebrate how God has continued on his mission, though. Uh, Reyes Manchas, you guys come up. I want to, I want to talk to you all for a second. Uh, you're going to hear of a testimony of Jesus that happens when we lay down our lives for mission in whatever way God gives us. So I didn't know you all first. I knew your son, Micah. And... Uh, Michael was a student at uh, Lamar uh, Elementary, just up the street, and God had said, John, I want you to go mentor a child there. And I went, okay, Lord, we'll see how that goes. So went over to Lamar, and they said, you need to meet with Micah. Micah is having a hard time. You need to meet with him. And there was a lot going on in your life then. 
And uh, so Mike and I got to hang out, and I'm a pastor, but I don't get to talk about Jesus. I got to talk about, like, maps and dreams and books and whatever with Micah. And then one day, I remember, like, getting in touch with you because I felt like God wanted me to talk to Mike about Jesus. Micah just got baptized last week, by the way. Um, and I remember, and, and I just texting you like, hey, can I talk to Micah about Jesus? Do you remember that text? Oh, yeah. And, and wh- what were you feeling about that text? Well, he was already asking us a lot of questions about God that I didn't have the answers to. He's, no, he was he would, way more would, religious than I was. Like, he would out of nowhere, hey, what we, is God everywhere? Is, is God is this? Is this? And he would, I, I didn't want to give him the wrong, I guess, foot to start off on. Yeah. I, I had my parents when I was young, of course, they, they put me through it. And, oh, well, it was different back then. So him having to ask us, to, well, what's God and what's this? I didn't want to give him the wrong answer. And so having you there was just like a blessing. It was our answer, I guess, to to have him follow what he was asking and to get the answer he was asking. So I got to start talking about Jesus, but not, I mean, yeah, I think he was in first grade at the time, maybe it was kindergarten, I don't yes. know. So it's not like the <laughs> theological concepts of, it was just, you know, Jesus loves you. Yeah. And uh, at some point, something happened. I think he had some seizures or something. There was something going on. I remember getting a call from you. You remember that? Yes. And there was something going on where I just felt like, all right, now we get to pray together for this boy who obviously God is working on. There's stuff raising up out of him. We're partnering together, talking about God's love. But there was something going on in you, too. Do you remember? Yeah, I still do. Do you, you want to? Yeah. Uh, it was hard. I mean, that's my kid. He has, I cannot put a Band-Aid on his brain. So it was a lot for me. Um, it sounds really, like, selfish, but. I didn't know how to fix him. Yeah. And it was hard, and I felt lost. So at that point, all I know what to do is welcome Jesus into it. That's because I can't solve whatever's going on, and neither can you. So, like, let's welcome Jesus into that. But that's not something that you guys, like, was part of your life at that point. It was just kind of scream and wail and figure it out from there. Um, I had always told Brooke that the boys needed something to believe. Sure, like right. They needed to believe in something and to not have it in the house or something to be a part of our life was what we were missing. It was something that we needed for the boy, for Micah, especially him asking us every day, well, what's this? And what about this? And what about that? Like, I didn't have all the answers. I still don't. So the Lord came to this moment and I said, Brooke, can you pray? Like, are you okay with that? Like, and you, at that point, we didn't have a relationship with Jesus. So like, do you want to have a relationship with Jesus? And you I was s- kind of lost. I was like, well, I can try everything. I haven't tried this. Yeah. So I said, yeah, sure. <laughs> Let's do it. So all of a sudden, Brooke and Jeebus, I, Jesus, but we call him Jeebus, um, <laughs> say yes to Jesus. This is what it looks like, y'all. I don't, I, for some of y'all, it's been a while. You need to know what it looks like. The Holy Spirit moves in people. The Holy Spirit is present, whatever's going on. The mission's at hand. And all we do is say, how can we welcome Jesus into this more? Okay? So then, you all say yes to Jesus. Life doesn't get easier. <laughs> but you can pray about it. In fact, a huge attack comes on your family. I mean... Lots of conflict. And then something happened 
I don't know what happened, but, the, but there was like a deliverance moment for both of you, and you're like, I think we need, I don't, do you remember a meeting at gyms and like what, mm-hmm. what brought that together? I don't remember. Well, we were getting married. Yeah. <laughs> you decided to get married. Yeah. And so we welcomed Jesus into that and your relationship, and you said yes to Jesus in your marriage. And during COVID, they got married on our porch. And you decided that day after the wedding ceremony to dedicate your kids to Jesus, too. And not only did we get to dedicate your kids, but Armando, your brother, got baptized along with a bunch of other people that day. Super fun. And and then Micah got baptized this past... On his own accord. Like, he chose that. I've always been... So I was forced into religion. I was like a Jehovah's Witness or something, you know. As a kid growing up, like, no Christmas, no Halloween. That's not fun. I was really down for it. So um, I never wanted to push religion on my kids. Um, A lot of churches that I have been to were very, uh, how you would say, chismoso. Like, they talked about you a lot. Like, the way you dressed, the way you acted. It was, uh, they looked, it was very judgy, right? And very um, almost cult-like. So I never wanted to force my kids into that. But you stepped into Micah's life, and it was something that he craved, that he wanted. So I'm not going to keep him from it either, right? So I, I allowed it into his life, which ultimately we became a part of the church as well. So, I mean, it was, it was God's plan, yeah. So... What's, what I see on this couple is amazing. So what the, like, the Holy Spirit, when he sets people free and sets them on mission, just opens up the door of gifts and skills and tools that has, have been buried. So like, if you talk to these guys about the homeless and the passion they have for the homeless, if you talk to them about their passion for orphans, if you talk to them about like, their passion for the poor is huge and God's about to like, set them out in a huge way, uh, to do that. Like, they've just moved to shirts, but they're still investing in this community. So, would y'all extend a hand to them? And so, Lord Jesus, we bless Brooke and Jebus this morning for what you're doing in their lives. You have had your heart, your eyes, your everything towards them for so long. And now, Lord, as they set their hearts and everything of who they are towards you, we bless them in Jesus' name. We ask for your holy angels to to be sent to protect them and guard them, give them everything they need for the next steps. Lord, would you assure your love on their lives? We bless them right now in Jesus' name. And we are just so grateful for your heart and the way that you help set the DNA of this church. Bless you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Y'all want to see a fun video of the last 10 years, including... The dedications and stuff. If you the video, the pictures are so fast, you might get a headache. You may have to close your eyes for a second. It's ten years forced into three and a half minutes. So let's celebrate these ten years of God's mission, okay? I
don't ever give sermons, so I'm just sitting here for John's company. <laughs> That's not true. Moral support. My name is Arlita Rally. I'm John's wife, and I like to be behind the scenes. Yeah, I'm sorry if your picture wasn't in the video. You were probably behind the scenes. Uh, we are going to preach this morning because God has a message for us. The measure of success is obedience to Jesus. There's a good chance that if you've been here for half a second, you've heard John or um, myself or somebody on our uh, team say that line. 
um, our kids when they were younger, like in the swim meet, we'd say, okay, what's the measure of success? And they say, obedience to Jesus. And we say, get across the pool without dying, but great. <laughs> so it's kind of instilled in our thing. So we're going to be talking, going through Exodus as we've been doing so far the last two Sundays. But um, Jesus didn't, wasn't part of Exodus yet at the time in the grand story of God. Um, but Moses was obedient to what he was called to. And if you're here today, you see this beautiful facility, all these chairs. We have signs with logos. It looks <laughs> successful. But when we started out, we didn't have any of those things. We just had a vision and a calling. And we very quickly discovered that our only measure of success was obedience to what he called us to. Um, it couldn't be about numbers. It couldn't be about number, um, how much money we had in the bank, but obedience to him and him alone. One of the first examples of that in my life, I, I didn't even know him at the time. His name is John Wilhelm. John's in the back. John and Katie came to plant in San Antonio, Vineyard Church Planters, and I, I didn't forget to honor him. I want to make sure that in this moment I honor him. Because John and Katie, after planting in Germany, after uh, going through the Iron Curtain with Bibles, I mean, doing crazy things for Jesus, decided to come to the craziest place on earth, San Antonio, and, uh, and plant. And uh, their obedience to Jesus fostered a heart for us from Sugarland, And so in praying for them and their planting journey here and everything they had, in fact, you said we didn't have any signs. John gave us his signs. That's how we got our first signs. Uh, those examples help us remember what it means. Sorry. Oh, that was great. Good job. Thank you. Um, so in Exodus 3, um, verse 9, it says, Look, the cry of the people of Israel has reached me, and I have seen how harshly the Egyptians abused them. Now go, for I am sending you to Pharaoh. You must lead my people Israel out of Egypt. But Moses protested to God, Who am I to appear before Pharaoh? Who am I to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt? God answered, I will be with you, and this is your sign. Then I am the one who has sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God at this very mountain. The worship song that Taylor led us in this morning form us was written the year that we were planting. And it was like they sang it at our um, uh, ordination service uh, 10 years ago. Yesterday was the anniversary 10 years ago. And I didn't feel uh, like leaving my lovely life in Sugarland. Um, I had, we lived a mile from the church. We had the best of friends but he called us on a mission, and that's all I had to go on. Um, and my parents lived here, so that helped <laughs> to help with the kids. Our kids were four and one. Like, why would we leave um, this great community? But he called us somewhere, and his promise was, I will be with you, um, and this is your sign. So like we, the signs from God are important uh, because they carry you through hard times and good times. We had what we'd call rocks of remembrance. If you continue through the Old Testament, there are spaces where God says, Set a rock here. Set an altar. Put some rocks here. Remember what I've done. Remember that I'm the one that was active at this point. I am bigger than you. I've always been bigger than you. Remember that. And before our sending, there were huge things. I mean, um, we were in huge amounts of credit card debt. God paid it all off miraculously. Um, miraculous things like words that God had given me in dreams that uh, people wanted to commit suicide. And I called them. And they were like, yeah, I did. Thank you for calling me. I'm not going to do that now. Um, just crazy, like rocks of remembrance that God had given us to say, I am the Lord that is active in your life, 
And that's what the mission is. And that's not going to stop. I'm going to give you this much, and you're going to run with it, and I'm going to love it. But none of us feel worthy of God's mission. None of us feel worthy. I certainly did not. <laughs> no. I mean, God had begun to talk to us and say, hey. I mean, people would come up to us at church, 15 or 20, and say specifically, you are called to plant on Broadway in San Antonio. I don't know what San Antonio is. I'm from Boston. So, like, what on earth are you talking about? And then God just continued to reaffirm, and, and you had this vision. You don't have vision. You don't cry, and you don't have visions, and both were happening. And... Uh, yeah, just the, just the, again, it's not even, like, none of these things were things specifically related to church planting. They were just God's presence, like, reminding us that he's the one leading us and uh, calling us, that it, it wasn't um, us doing anything magical or special. It was just us following what he asked us to do. So when we engage on mission, it's often easy to believe that we're not, we're not big enough for it or... Uh, sometimes because we don't believe that we're big enough for it, we, we tend to make the vision just a little bit smaller, just enough to put in our pockets. And we struggled with that. We said, oh, God didn't really call us to Broadway and Mulberry like he exactly said. He called us to pastor and plant with this group on the north side of town. So we did that. And it was great until it wasn't. And we had to close the church down a year and a half later. When we decide to say yes to Jesus... It doesn't mean that things aren't hard. It doesn't mean that we always get it right. It does mean that the mission is still at hand if we're saying yes to him. So uh, from Exodus chapter 5, verse 2, Moses says yes to God. The mission is successful, even though he feels like a fool and like he can't say anything. It's successful, but... Does that mean that the earth moves just because Moses is obedient? No. Chapter 5, verse 2, Pharaoh says to him, Oh, is that so, retorted Pharaoh? And who is this Lord? Why should I listen to him and let Israel go? I don't know the Lord, and I will not let Israel go. In Exodus 7, there was uh, all snakes that God had used with Moses' staff to be able to demonstrate, hey, Pharaoh, you better listen to me. But Pharaoh's heart, however, remained hard. He still refused to listen, just as the Lord predicted. Then there was blood, and then there was uh, flies, and then there were frogs, the frogs before the flies, and then livestock, and it continues on and on and on. And Moses was successful. Just because Pharaoh says no, just because there's antagonism, doesn't mean that the mission isn't successful. When we say yes to Jesus, we don't have anything to make the mission successful. Our contemporary Western context tells us you better build up your resume, you better build up your bank account, you better make sure you're stable enough to prove to the world that you've got what it takes. And God says, you don't have what it takes to accomplish my mission. What you do have is obedience. That's the measure of success, especially when it gets hard. And it has gotten hard, not just in the context of this church, but each one of you. There are people here that are currently going through cancer. 
And the way I see you praise the Lord through it blows my mind. You have said to him, doesn't matter what the struggles are, I will still praise him. The measure of my success will not be if my cancer leaves or goes or stays. It will be that I will continue following my Lord. So let me say, as we go through Exodus, as they enter into the wilderness, there are plenty of times we can look at Moses and say, boy, if you would have just been blah, blah, blah. If you, boy, if you wouldn't have made that mistake. If you continue to read the book, and we'll get into it over the next month, Moses is not fully perfect in his obedience to God. But let me tell you, Moses was successful because he said yes. Each one of us here every morning has the opportunity to say yes again. We are all being invited into God's mission. Each one of us. The heart of God is to continue to invite. Just before Jesus dies, he has this meal with his disciples. He knows that his mission is going to be accomplished, even though he's going to die. The kingdom of God is at hand. He knows what God's about. He's going to say yes to what God's about, even though it's going to bring suffering on his life, even though he doesn't know what's going to happen next. And he hands off the ultimate mission to his disciples in this meal. This is John 13. And he said, so now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other. And just for a moment there, that can sound really new agey, not focused, like ethereal. What does that mean? Oh, I can just love my friend by giving them a call. Yes, this is all very, very good. But Jesus doesn't stop. Just love each other. This is not 60s peace, love, and whatever. Some of you grew up in that time. That's why I'm giving that reference. I wasn't there. <laughs> You're welcome. Jesus doesn't stop at just love one another. We don't get to just do the mission however we want. Jesus says, love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Some of you have come to faith in a way that you said, you know what, I'm going to say yes to Jesus. In fact, I'm even going to worship him, but I'm not going to obey him. What does it mean to obey? It means to love others in the same way that he has loved us. And if that's true, if you have received the love of God, if you have known that he's died on the cross for you, if you have been forgiven of your sins, then we have no other option than to be obedient. Not an obedience that's grip your fists and go through with it just because I'm going to be a good Christian. No, it's obedience out of surrender to the biggest love that's ever existed in all the universe. He loved us. He came to die for us. He saved us. And so we have received a mission. Faith without mission is dead. We are called not to just worship him from afar and feel the good of the blessing of his love. We are called and actually we receive more love in it. 
We are called to love others in mission and also then to get to be a part of that love. This is the mission of God. This is the good news of Jesus, that he has loved us and that he has called us to a world in need of that love. Not just a 60s, whatever you want to dream up love, but a love that he demonstrated to us on the cross. We live for the sake of his love being demonstrated to others. And there's no other mission that is always successful. Some of you have come here today feeling like, I don't know if my life means anything anymore. Some of your marriages have gone through literal hell because of what the last year and a half and two have been to us. And part of that is because the foundations of your lives have been shaken in ways, politically, socioeconomically, uh, financially, all of those things have shifted in such a way where it's hard for us to get our grasp on what it means to have a mission of our lives. I mean, if I asked you to raise your hand for those of you who feel like you have no purpose in life, even though you believe in Jesus, I know there'd be a lot of hands that went up today. I'm inviting you today. We're inviting you today in the example, not of us or this 10 years or this church, but in the example of Jesus Christ himself. He knew better than any of us that the measure of success is obedience to God. That's all we've got because it's the only thing that matters it's all we've got because it's the only thing we know is going to be successful. One day our Lord and King Jesus will come and set everything straight. And in the meantime, our hearts and lives are welcomed into this place of alignment with love. Alignment with purpose. Alignment with this mission. This is our calling. This is, this is what matters. There were some people praying for you this morning. We pray on mission because we know that God's love wants to be demonstrated to people, people who need it. And so we risk in writing these things down. Sometimes they sound so weird. Sometimes it's just weird, but we do it anyway because we risk not into the weirdness for the sake of weirdness. We risk into love for the sake of God's love. And so we clinic the weirdness as best as we can. So some friends here today, to you, the Lord says, I will redeem your troubling dreams. For some of you, Jesus has plans to prosper you. You are not forgotten. For some, an issue with someone's lower leg. We try to get specific because some of you are so stubborn you won't come for prayer. <laughs> Said the prayer leader. So today, the worship team is going to come up now. They're going to lead us in one more song. There are ministry teams that are going to gather in this corner for you, for the sake of God's mission in you, that you would receive his love because God is inviting you on mission that begins with his love being deeply provided in your heart. So as these guys begin, I want to give one more invitation, and that's for those of you who have not said yes to this love. Do you remember what happened with Brooke and Jebus? There's some of you here that have been struggling in the same way or in a different way, and you've not taken the opportunity to say yes, and so I want to do that right now. Would you pray with me? Lord Jesus, I want you and your love in my life. I am so sorry for the things I've done wrong in my life. Please forgive me. I now turn from 
everything which I know is wrong. Thank you for dying on the cross for me so I could be forgiven and set free. Thank you for the gift of forgiveness. I now receive that gift. Please come into my life by your Holy Spirit to be with me forever. Thank you, Lord Jesus. If you've prayed that prayer for the first time, there's so much of me that I want you to stand right now and say yes. And say, yes, I'm saying that prayer for the first time. Or it's been a while, I'm saying that prayer. I need to come back. I need that love again. And you may be too embarrassed to do that. But there are teams here. It may be one of these things. It may be something else that's going on in your life. Any physical, emotional, spiritual need. Come see a prayer team this morning. Come receive the love of God. Come be filled with the mission of God. After they sing and after you get some time for ministry, I'll come back and and we'll bless you to go. Would you stand with us as we worship and receive this ministry time?
is new. Father, heal your world. Father, heal your world. Make all things new. Make all things new. Again, let's tell him, yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. One more time. Lord, yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. So would you receive this blessing in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, that you would go out filled with God's love. And in his love, a mission taken to the world that his love would be demonstrated among you and your family and your neighbors and your city. I bless you in Jesus' name. Be filled with the Holy Spirit and go in peace. Amen. We'll see you for lunch. Please come for lunch. Please greet one another. It's a day of celebration. God bless you.